0: Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pelak. I'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Ryan Phillips. Ryan's a musician and photographer, best known as the guitar player for Story of the Year. Story of the Year's album, Page Avenue, recently went platinum, and the band continues to release music and tour the world. When he's not touring, Ryan works as a professional photographer. All right, Ryan, thank
1: you for coming on with me today. Dude, my pleasure, thanks for having me.
0: So going back to the early days of your music career, what did both your personal work ethic and story of the year's work ethic look like as you were working to break in?
1: Oh, okay. Good question. Dude, I think for whatever I, I could speak for my band too. Like whatever we lacked in talent, we made up tenfold in work ethic and hustle and just grinding, dude. Like whenever younger artists, ask me for advice or for like any kind of for lack of a better word like mentorship or just simple advice you know like that's always my default it's like dude you just work harder than the guy next to you or the girl next to you just go the extra mile like all those cliches you've heard your whole life stay clocked in the extra mile but there's a reason that those are cliches because that shit is true you ever read the war of art
0: no i haven't
1: he talks a lot in that book about just Setting yourself up for the muse or inspiration. And I feel like that's been an operating system for me my entire life. It's like, you know, sometimes you don't feel like picking up a guitar. You don't feel like writing. You don't feel like working, whatever. But like, nothing great will ever happen if you don't pick up that guitar, you know? And you might hit, you might strike out for seven hours. But right at hour seven, you might like write a guitar riff or a song or a screenplay or something that can like change your life. And you would have never that wouldn't happened if you wouldn't have been clocked in those 7 hours you have to treat it like a job and just clock in and just do the work even if you're not feeling necessarily inspired sometimes it really is just a matter of clocking in and just making a routine of every day working on your craft working on your passion like day in day out and setting yourself up for those little moments of inspiration and that um, you know because if you only like work whenever you're feeling 100% inspired most artists i know they would probably work about 3 hours a month You just have to like set yourself up for it. That can be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week.
0: Totally. I mean, I've I've talked about persistence is such an important thing in all of the arts. And, you know, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people struggle with is exactly what you're talking about. It's just whatever it is, picking up a guitar, opening the computer, grabbing the paintbrush and just Mm -hmm. doing it day in and day out, even when you don't feel like it, there are absolutely nights that. I don't feel like after I've finished work, opening up my computer and trying to like bang out story ideas. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I do that for even a short period of time, each and every day, I've accomplished so much more than if I would have just sat there thinking about it and not actually done anything.
1: Yeah, dude. Say, say you're writing for four hours and you get three lines that you really, really like. You do that enough days in a row before you know it, you have a chapter. Do that enough months in a row before you know it, you have a, a book. Yeah. So I mean, that's how we were like the band was, especially in the early days. It was like, it's a beautiful thing too, especially when you're a teenager and you're in a rock band, like no teacher is making you practice. No parent is saying, okay, son, you better you better lock yourself in the room and just like write guitarists. You better just like, no, fuck that. It's like, no one told us to do it. No one was making us do anything. We just did it because we loved it. And man, we went just like crazy. Like we put in, we hustled, dude. Like we would, we did the whole thing, like walking around warp tour for 13 hours a day with CDs in our backpacks and headphones, just like selling CDs out of backpacks to get to the next city. And to like, you name it, we did it. Like we just hustled, 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 hustled. And especially now it's like, the world's connected in a way it wasn't when we broke, so it's amazing for young artists. Um, no matter, you know, regardless if you're a, you know, a musician, uh, an artist, writer, whatever. Like, literally, the world is at your fingertips. You know, I can write a song right now, and 20 minutes from now, I can publish straight to Spotify. That's amazing. But with that comes the inevitable reality that there's so much out there. There's so much shit out there. So. At the end of the day, you got to be fucking great. And I think the only way to be great is just putting the time in and putting the work in, you know, even if you don't feel like it, you know?
0: And I I think something that you alluded to that I've heard from other people is getting out there and doing the things that maybe not everyone else wants to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about slogging it out through baseball fields at Warped Tour. You know, not everyone's going to want to, you might have a lot of people who just go and, and sit in their van or sit in their bus and are just Mm -hmm. not going to do, take those extra steps that ultimately end up being the things that push you forward.
1: Yeah. We did not get a record deal. Our first record deal, we signed to Maverick, which is amazing It's a, an offshoot of Warner brothers, which was like a dream come true to us because one of our favorite bands in the world at that time and now still is the Deftones and they were signed to Maverick Madonna owned the label. And it was just like, we're a bunch of dipshits from the Midwest. It's like, oh my God, you know, we won the cosmic lottery. We got a record deal on Madonna's record label, label mates with the Deftones. Oh my God. We did not get signed because we had amazing music and we were like world shattering artists. We got signed because we worked our asses off. Like we made home videos like before that was a thing, straight like jackass style home videos of us just being knuckleheads, Our live show, we would do flips and like throw up and like do throw our guitars and all this crazy stuff, and we would go to festivals and like sneak on bands' uh, tour buses and like throw our video inside their front lounge of their bus, and we just just gnarly, gnarly. Like any band that came through St. Louis, we'd show up and knock on their bus and hand them a a home video. We drove to from St. Louis to California and went to all the labels. So we would drive around and just like go to the mailbox and put our shit in their mailboxes and stuff. I'm I'm talking on the weekend drive from St. Louis to Los Angeles and back like all in one stretch. I mean, we were insane. That's how we got our record deal. John Feldman from Goldfinger who produced our first record. That's how we got a record deal. He was at warp tour and found our home video in his tour bus and just by on a whim, put it in. And just like, there's a bunch of 19 year old dudes like flipping across the stage and throwing guitars and lighting shit on fire this music was secondary. He was just like, Oh my God, these dudes are crazy. We had our, on the printed on the VHS type was um, our friend's cell phone number. And he called it and was like, Hey, how do I get in touch with this band? I want to take him on tour. He took us on tour, took us to Maverick, got a sign, did our first record, which went platinum. None of that. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. If we sat in the van instead of just walking around, giving people home videos and just bugging the shit out of everyone in the world. And like, I would not be having this conversation with you. I don't know what the fuck I'll be doing, but like, we wouldn't be a band if it wasn't for that, you know?
0: Bringing it forward to today, how do you structure your day to stay as productive as possible between everything you're doing with, with the band, music, uh, photography, which your photography is beautiful, by the way. Oh, thanks, um, man. You know, how are you, how are you making all that work to stay productive?
1: Yeah, I'm a firm believer that creativity is a muscle. So I'm always working out. My camera is kind of hits my brain the same way as my guitar does. And if I'm not playing the guitar, I'm taking photos. If I'm not doing that, I'm, dude, I like build furniture. If it's making, like I'm in, like, I just like making shit, whether it's a song, piece of furniture, a photo, whatever. Those things all feed off each other and work in this kind of like symbiotic nature that that just lights my brain up in like self-help podcasts and books and all that stuff. Like it's, you hear about like a negative feedback loop, right? Like, I'm depressed because I can't get off the couch and I can't get off the couch because I'm depressed. You can like create a positive feedback loop where you're doing this thing. that's like, Oh shit. Like I, I made this little guitar riff, dude. It's awesome. That gives me motivation to, to do this next thing. And that thing, it's like, dude, that gives me motivation. Or right, now I'm going to go work out. Now I just did an awesome workout. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go kiss my wife, dude. You know? Cause I'm just like feeling good. And that just like pumps me up even more. And it's like, I'm going to go back downstairs and work on more music. These things all feed off each other. That momentum can really, really, really like feed off itself. And before you know it, you're kind of just day in, day out, like living this creative life full of momentum and inspiration just because like you got to treat all those things like little victories, you know? And dude, I strike out all the time. Like I would say most days that I write, pick up a guitar, I don't do anything cool. But I keep fucking trying. And and then when you do do something cool, it's just like the way my brain's wired. It's the best feeling in the entire world. You know, right, like 20 minutes before I got on this podcast with you, I wrote this really cool riff. It makes my whole day worth it. Like that shit didn't exist in the world until I picked up a guitar and made it exist. It might make it on our new album and it might emotionally affect hundreds of thousands of people at some point. I don't know. I get really like woo and high-minded with all this creativity stuff, but it's been like, I don't know. It's it's the thing that drives me day in and day out is just being creative. I think your original question was like, how do I structure my day? Like I, from the moment I wake up till I go to bed, I'm I'm doing something creative.
0: The persistency that that we've already touched on is is a Mm -hmm. key to what you're doing.
1: I don't know. Not everyone's like that. Like maybe some people get that thrill from doing accounting or like infrastructure, crunching numbers, whatever. But just like the way my brain is wired, like I just I like to take nothing and make something. And that simple act is just really brings me profound sense of meaning and purpose in life that makes every other aspect of my life better. Being a dad, being a husband, just being a human, a citizen of the world. Like I'm just an all around better person when I'm creating every day.
0: I have two kids. I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And I definitely, like you said, you feel like a better husband, dad, human when you are creating. I definitely feel the same thing when I got a good day of something in and my kids get home, I'm stoked. And just I just feel more free, I guess, would be maybe the best way I could describe it. As opposed to a day where maybe I like clammed up and didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, I think that what do we all want? We all want a sense of meaning and purpose and that what we're doing has some kind of impact on the world or even like on the, in the small sense, like it just, it really... Means something to us. And I think when you create something, I don't don't know about you. It sounds like you the same way. Like I feel that sense of purpose. Like this is what the human known as Ryan Phillips is here to do is to make shit that hopefully impacts another human's life. And I feel like when you're on that path and you're doing it right, that's the point of life, man. It's just to make shit. Like that's what we are supposed to do as humans is like create I think that lightness you're talking about and that sense of freedom comes when you're tapping into like your purpose.
0: I love that. Anyone who's pursued something in a creative or an artistic field has definitely gotten no's. You know, I'm sure you have, Story of the Year has, I have. Oh my God, yeah. How, how have you taken the no, found something positive in it or, or just flipped it around and just used it as the energy to keep moving forward?
1: I think for every one, yes, we've gotten or gotten one thing that like worked out, we've gotten a hundred no's or a hundred things that don't work out. That's just the nature of what we do, right? Throw a hundred darts and hope one hits that bullseye. I think it helps to obviously have like thick skin, but like being resilient and being able to charge ahead, even when the world is telling, you no or things aren't working, that's a superpower. And you think about some of the most successful people that you know, or even like that you don't know, like people like The Rock or fucking whoever, I don't know, insert successful person, Michael Jordan, whoever, especially now in the age we live in, you look at social media, it's just this highlight highlight reel. It's like, I'm doing this. I'm crushing this. I got that. That's just what you see. So much of of life is just failing and it's just the ability to to treat those. I know this sounds super cliche, but like to answer your question, like learning from all that shit it's like, all right, well, that didn't work out this. I got to no know here, but like, I'm going to turn that into not only motivation, but like people don't learn from their victories. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from the shit that doesn't work. You're like, all right, well, cool. I just learned how, how to not do that. You know? Yeah. And I, as cheesy as cliche and like self-helpy as that sounds, like mastering the ability to learn from mistakes and treat mistakes as like necessary lessons and necessary parts of your path your journey. All of a sudden it's not that big of a deal anymore. It's not fucking cancer. It's just like, okay, I got to know. Cool. H- how am I going to learn from this and how tomorrow am I going to course correct?
0: Awesome. Is there uh, anything that you want to plug or talk about before we go?
1: We're doing story of the years in the record, uh, in the recording studio right now doing our new record, so I think we'll probably drop a single in in the spring, maybe like April, March. So I would just kind of be on the lookout for that. And then a record uh, late spring, some, sometime this spring, I don't know. We're, um, we're going at it pretty hard and, and it's been really, really, really fun.
0: You know? Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me. Yeah, dude, anytime. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist's Work Ethic podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at the artists work ethic and check out the com.